Due to the recent COVID-19 pandemic, most schools have opted for strictly online learning rather than in-person learning to help in aiding a decrease in cases nationwide. In theory, it's a great alternative, but recently, many students have reported being under extreme stress and fatigue due to the switch to online, academic burnout, and isolation, among other things. Hi, I'm Valeria Taronis, a first-year student at Arizona State University, and in this podcast, we'll be discussing whether the switch to online school is doing more harm rather than good, and if schools are taking sufficient steps towards ensuring success for those who are struggling to balance both the rigid online learning structure and prioritizing their mental health. fitting all course material into a semester of online school, schools have cut many of the breaks that a majority of students look forward to, or professors assign work to be done regardless of the breaks. This has created a learning environment in which there aren't any breaks for having time to recuperate, always having to stress about turning in the next assignment at the dreaded 11.59. According to a study done at Texas A&M University, out of the 195 students that participated in the study, about 159 of them, or 82%, disclosed an increased concern in their academic performance over the course of the pandemic. Notably, 38 of those 159 students were most challenged by the switch to online classes. The students were extremely worried about changes in the syllabus, quality of learning, technical issues, and overall difficulty learning online. Though only a few students mentioned having reduced motivation, over half of the students mentioned having an increased workload, which most stated that they felt they needed to catch up on despite the limited support instructors or teacher assistants could offer. With most kids feeling stressed by online classes, there's been a dip in personal motivation to do well in them. Some go so far as to say that school feels optional at this point. Day after day of monotonous routine and consistent stress to this degree tends to wear most out, which is why mental health rates have been on the rise within the adolescent and young adult age group especially. This coupled with the fact that disruptions surrounding accessibility to mental health services at schools, around 72% as the World Health Organization reports, means that those dealing with mental health problems can't get services provided to them as easily or as cheaply as before. probably heard the same pieces of advice being told over and over to those with mental illnesses. Socialize, partake in some self-care activity, make sure to eat and drink, just be happy, and others along those lines. Well-intentioned as they may be, those sentiments pose themselves in a way that makes people not want to ask for help, as that advice comes down to what the person affected can do for themselves rather than what others can do to help them. Nowadays, that advice has been turned into a running joke within the mental health community. Although schools have a multitude of mental health resources and professionals to talk to, more often than not, the people hired by schools are either limited by large caseloads, inadequately trained, or lack an awareness of community resources, according to Carol J. Kaffenberger, a professor in the Counseling and Development Program at George Mason University. Generally speaking, most counselors don't have outreaches within their given communities to impart on their clients to help them, nor increase access to those services within their community. In an entirely online curriculum, and with many professionals having to undergo a majority of their appointments online as well, there are less opportunities for counselors to genuinely help their clients, and more risks of harming them instead. So what can schools do to help their students in online learning spaces?
says that connection is the key to good mental health. Most schools already have what they've listed. Student-led clubs, programs, volunteer opportunities, safe spaces, etc. But it's harder to broadcast these options to people online, much less get them to join. There's also stigmatization to tackle. Mental health is a touchy subject, and more often than not, talk of it is frowned upon or deemed awkward and uncomfortable. There are already some existing approaches to combat this, namely orientations and seminars held at schools by those knowledgeable on the topic. Some schools even have mental health checkups alongside physical health checkups. There are online programs such as Cognito, which helps in teaching students how to go about talking to their friends who may be suffering from a mental illness. There are multiple college nationwide mental health programs to choose from, courses, mindfulness apps, and so on. There are a plethora of things that schools and institutions can do in order to help their students that are struggling with mental health. Even small things like doing checkups in tandem with one's concerned with physical symptoms would aid in further destigmatizing discussions on mental health while letting their students know that, at least a little bit, their school is taking steps towards validating their experiences.